0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message.
1: I'm standing here in an empty building, but I know today that Harvest Community Church, it's not a building. I look around, I see empty seats, but what I do know is that the church and Harvest Church is people, and you guys are out there. Um, I think I can see a couple of you right now. I see somebody sitting on their recliner with a cup of coffee. Who is that? David, is that you? It may be. I don't know. I can't tell for sure who it is, but I'm kidding, guys. You think I can really see you? Um, this is a uh, is very interesting time uh, for for all of us. I think it's, it's a season of uncertainty in, in many ways, but it's also a season of certainty. Always there's a season of certainty for the child of God because we know that God is always with us, will never leave us. But there's the uncertainty on how long is this going to last? What are we going to do? Here's what I know. The church is resilient. The church is always being resilient. If you go back through church history. Let's go back to the book of Acts. There's always been a church that was a supernatural church that was able to make it through whatever came along. And, and today we're here stronger than ever because the Holy Spirit is the one that brings us through. So I want to talk about, i to take a minute to talk about this morning, the supernatural church. And that's where we've been. We've been talking about supernatural And as as we look into the scripture, I want to kind of recap a little bit. It's been a little while since we've been together. So I'm going to recap just a little bit. But let me say, the church was never meant, and we were never meant to just function naturally. We live in a natural world, a physical world, and there are natural aspects. And by natural, I mean five senses physical world. There are natural aspects to everything we do because we live in a body and, and we um, live in a natural world, but the church was never designed to function merely naturally. The church was designed to, to function supernaturally, and believers were designed to function in the supernatural. We're, believers should be able to see the invisible, the things that are uh, spiritual, that are unseen, uh, we should be able to hear the inaudible. We sh- hear the voice of God. We should be able to sense the presence of God, to follow the nudgings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. So the church was never meant to function in merely the natural. So think back with me just a minute, and, and, you, and you all remember this, but as we look back in um, Jesus' words to John and, and to the disciples, The words that we find in the last few chapters of John, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. He spent three and a half years with them. He has invested, he has poured his life into them. He's going to go to the cross and he's going to die to pay the price for all of our sin, a price that we can't pay for ourselves. So he meets with the disciples and he begins to talk to them about the, the coming Holy Spirit. And, and he tells the disciples, it's important that I go away. It, it's so interesting when I think about Jesus himself saying, it's better for you that I go away. That just boggles my mind. But Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away because there's going to be one that's going to come. And he's going to be your helper. Who was that? That's the Holy Spirit. Some call him, uh, some translations you see helper. Some you see advocate. Some you see comforter. But all of them represent who the Holy Spirit is. And so Jesus is preparing them. He goes into discussing all the different things that the Holy Spirit is going to do when he comes. And I, I think it's so interesting as Jesus tells them Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get ready because when I leave, the Holy Spirit is going to come. The Holy Spirit is the one that it's it's almost as if it's plain to see that Jesus is telling us that what is about to happen in that moment cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. And yet for how long has the church tried to function without the work of the Holy Spirit? It seems like we've almost in many ways gone back to lean on the natural rather than the supernatural. It's like we have tried to normalize the church and you can't normalize the church. Trying to normalize the church is like trying to normalize a lion. And you just better hope that at some point that lion doesn't realize who it is because when he realizes who he is, he's gonna come out of there. And, and what I'm hoping that during this season is that for many, many years, we've, nor- we've, we've tried to normalize the church. We've tried to make the church just like everything else. And we have taken the supernatural out. We've adopted the natural, but we've taken out the supernatural. And when you take out the Holy Spirit, that Jesus said... It is so important that you, Jesus telling us this, it's important that you understand that when I leave, and it's better that I leave because he can come, he's going to be not only with you, Jesus said, but he is going to be in you. Who? The Holy Spirit. So as we begin to look at um, the days we're in now, the church can handle this. The church is prepared for this. The Holy Spirit living in us has prepared us for this. So just that little recap to understand that that believers, we're not just merely natural people. God, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. I love the words, listen to this, what Jesus said. He told his disciples right before his ascension, He said, on the occasion while he was eating with them, this is verse 4 of chapter 1 of Acts, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's he's telling them there's something about to happen that is going to change the world forever. The world will never be the same. Jesus didn't come into this world, die a horrible death on a cross, raise again powerfully to create another religion. He came to create a relationship with his people. And it's through that relationship That he has a people in this world and he called us the body of Christ. He called us the church. And that people in this world, believers, followers of Jesus Christ, um, can literally change the world. I I think about when Jesus told them to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. They would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then he says in verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses in Jeru- be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. And so Jesus establishing his church, creating those who are going to be witnesses for him to change the world. And it was through the coming of the Holy Spirit and his people experiencing that baptism of the Holy Spirit, that in feeling of the Holy Spirit, where they become. And we become the, the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. That's not normal. And so when, when we try to normalize Christianity into another religion, it doesn't work because it doesn't make sense that the Holy Spirit in, comes in and indwells believers. It just doesn't make sense. You can't make normal out of that. You can make normal out of keeping some religious practices. You can make normal out of going and uh, attending services. Uh, You can make normal out out of even prayer. You can make normal out of that. You can make normal out of reading Scripture. You can make normal out of um, trying to be a, a better person morally, having moral behavior. But you cannot make normal what Jesus said when he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He is creating a church that is not normal. And I believe in these days that we live in, I think what we can see
0: in the days that we're in, I think what we can see is
1: this giant of a church Starting to stand up again, starting to realize we're not bound by, by the things that this world are, are bound by. There's something inside of every believer that causes us to be able to stand up and, and march through anything, everything that comes our way. La- the last time we were together, we talked about the, the lame man at, at the gate, Peter and John are going to the temple at the time of prayer and as they walk in there's a lame man there. He hasn't he's been he's been lame since birth and then we later find out that he was over 40 years old. So this has been a long time. But as they walk in, they notice him. And they begin to give him I, I love this it's it's not the norm. It's not the normal the normal way of doing what they did would be this man is sitting there, and he's begging alms. This is, way he, this is the way he puts food on his table. This is the way he survives, the way he lives. The normal thing to do would have been to just go in and give the guy uh, some money. But see, the church wasn't created to do, it, do things normally. And so Peter and John walk up, and Peter looks down at the man and, and, has, and asks the man to look at him. And Peter looks at him and he says, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have we're
0: going to give you. The church has something to
1: offer this world that nobody else can give. And it's what we can give through the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Peter said, get up and walk. And then he reached down, took him by the hand and lifted him up and helped him begin to walk. And the man began to walk and leap and jump and and begin to experience life in a way he had never experienced it before. And, And I think about how many people are out there that are leaning merely on
0: the natural, We have
1: something to be able to offer. People who are addicted, who are bound in addiction, who are bound by other things, we try everything in the natural to help. But there's something that we have to offer when we move merely from the natural into the supernatural, when we move merely from the normal into the abnormal, Uh, Spiritual world to help somebody, and we have seen so many people here, and you, and some of you are watching right now, that we have seen uh, set free from addictions, not because we learn how to do natural really well, but it was because we learn how to walk in the supernatural, how we, how the Holy Spirit wants to be to go in and and break down bondage barriers, break down the strongholds that are holding people. And so uh, I, I, just want to, I, think, I just want to encourage all of us today. We're, we don't have to just give in to anxiety. We, and, and I understand. It's, it's a different thing. It's a different world. We've never seen this before. But we don't have to just give in to anxiety. We don't have to just give in to fear. We can come into a place to say it's not all about natural; it's about supernatural. Think, um, think about this: How, what what is problem spelled backwards? We've got a problem in this world. What's problem spelled backwards? You got it: possibility. And maybe it's not quite, maybe that's not quite true, but where every problem is, there's a possibility. And, and what I love about the early church is the early church saw possibilities where other people saw problems. And right now, the gospel is going out to this world in a way that we have never seen it before. There are pastors today. That are teaching their congregations online, live online, just like I am right now. That have never done this before. The gospel is going out in a way that we have never seen it happen before. It's okay. I think we're uh, we're seeing a moment where we're taking problems and 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 allowing the Holy Spirit to show us possibilities and what can be done that we may never have seen before. Let me let me say this. Let me uh, read a passage to you. Because after after Peter and John prayed with this man, and he got up and went into the temple, and he was jumping and leaping, and he was praising the Lord, it didn't go over real well among the religious crowd. And so they brought them out and began to... Um, try to accuse them, have a conversation with them. And we find these words in, John, in Acts chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, I'll start in verse 7. Um, Acts chapter 4,
0: verse 7.
1: They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them, by what power or what name did you do this? Um, And what is he talking about? By what power or name did you heal this lame man? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness, shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you crucified but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed today. Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected, which has become the head of the cornerstone. Listen, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by mankind which must be saved. And then they say, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized, listen to this, and realized, they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus when Jesus started his church it was all going to hinge on the Holy Spirit being inside of us and, and through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us we have a relationship with the Lord we have indwelling Christ in us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. If we reject the Holy Spirit, um, then we're going to miss out on this supernatural church, this, this walk that we've been called to. But I love those words. They said they were unlearned and ordinary. And there are so many of you today, one thing I think that can, that can happen through this season that we have is that we begin to understand that, that how many churches have been crippled by thinking that the pastor has to do everything? How many churches have been crippled by thinking the pastor has to pray all the prayers? If they're sick, the pastor has to pray for them. Uh, if they're in the hospital, the pastor has to visit them. Um, how many people have been crippled that way by looking at, at that man to take care of all of their needs, both spiritual and some of them natural? And in this season right now, I think the Holy Spirit is trying to say, I've raised you up, every single one of you. I've filled you. I'm going to work through you. And it doesn't have to be a pastor or um, uh, some special set-aside person to do what the Holy Spirit has called us to do. He took ordinary men. He put in ordinary people. He put his Holy Spirit in ordinary people. And through that, the world was changed. Peter and John, ordinary men, before, before the Holy Spirit came to live in them, they didn't do anything extraordinary other than Peter denied Jesus, we know that. But it was after the Holy Spirit came in, changed, they were literally changed, empowered. Now, let me go back to this, and I wanna, I'm gonna close. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? Why? Is he is he giving us power to just run around in the church? Is he giving us power just to to do stuff? He's giving us power to be witnesses unto him and that same power that he has given us. Jesus knew this. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do, I mean, I can hear Jesus, you're not gonna do what I've called you to do without power. This can't be done in the natural. It can't be done in the normalized setting. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus pretty well says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you're going to be witnesses, but you can't be witnesses until then. And so I want to encourage some of you out there that just feel like, well, I haven't, I'm not a witness. Yes, the only thing you have to have is you start out being ordinary. They were unlearned and, and ordinary people. The Apostle Paul did not come into the, and, and he was, he was a, a, a religious intellectual. But he didn't come into the kingdom because somebody convinced him intellectually that Jesus was the way. Jesus convinced him of that through his power. And it's through, it's through the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit that people came to the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to do some special things, and you're sitting there right now in your homes with your families your witnesses, as you sit there in your homes, what a beautiful time to be able now to just to pray with your children, to learn to lay hands on your own family. Um, you're, you're in your house with your family. Social distancing is not a thing for you. You're, you're touching your kids already. I can't, but you can. And you can lay your hand on your little boy You can lay your hands on your little girl and you can pray and you can ask the Holy Spirit to protect your home. You can go through every single room of your house and you can pray asking the Spirit of God for protection from his angels. You can go through, set a standard in your house. You can do that. You don't have to have anything special other than to be a child of God and a relationship with him. They said, they said, the thing that caught their attention, they were astonished, and then they realized they'd been with Jesus. All you have to do is spend time with Jesus. He loves you. He died to pay for your sins, so he took care of that part. So now he's ready for you. He wants to walk with you. Let's learn to be the church. Now we can't go to a building. A way has been created for us to literally be the church that we've been called to be. Uh, I love you guys. And um, I want to I take just a moment to pray for you. And we're going to ask God just to do some special things in your home and in your lives in this season.
0: Lord Jesus, I thank you. And I realize that right now,
1: though my church family and others who are watching are not in this room. We're all, we're all together. And you're not limited, Holy Spirit, by time or space. So I'm asking you right now that you just reach in and touch the lives of, of my brothers and sisters and help them to begin to understand that there's a lion inside of them. And though maybe religion has caused us to be normalized... You are going to raise us up. You are going to fill us. You are going to make this this body that you have called us, your church, you're going to make this body have an impact on this world in a way that we have never seen. And it's going to be done in and through your name, Jesus, I pray. Touch my brothers and sisters. Lord, we just resist and rebuke this virus.
0: We ask you to just move this thing out. Lord, you told us to
1: speak to the mountain and tell it to go to be cast into the sea. You told us to speak to it. So, in the name of Jesus, we speak to this mountain of virus and we command it to go and we command it to leave. Father, I pray right now in every single home as mamas and daddies are learning. To worship you there and to worship with their families there. That you just raise them up. That you fill them and fill that home with your Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, it's so good to to get to be with you today. And um, I know it's it's different, but God is still with us in a powerful way. We are still the church, and we're going to keep marching on. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.